0: Hey gang!
1: So today we're going to be talking about men's mental health. If anyone is struggling and they do need immediate help, then the number for Samaritans is one one six one two three, and it is free, and they are also open twenty four hours. If you don't want to speak to someone directly on the phone, you can also text shout to eight five two five eight, and that is a company called Crisis, which will text you back, and you can just talk to them about anything that you're struggling with. We are
0: joined
2: by Dan Middleton, so I'll let him introduce himself. Hi, thanks for having me on. I'm Dan, I'm just normal bloke who has in the past had some mental health issues or problems or struggles, whatever you want to call it, and so I'm quite passionate about improving the stigma around men's mental health. So yeah, that's me. Amazing, thank you so much
1: for coming on. So, just a few statistics that I actually found, which are quite sad, um, is that one in eight men actually suffer with a mental health problem. It is the biggest killer in men under 50. 75% of people who go missing are actually men. As well as men being three times more likely than women to die by suicide.
0: It just shows, though, why it is so important, looking at them statistics, to talk about the stigma around men's mental health. Dan, why do you think that men struggle more so to open up? <laughs>
2: The stigma that we need to provide for um, ourselves and to, for families and to be a pet, to be a dad, to be a strong alpha male, that does put a lot of pressure on men, I think.
0: Yeah, I think that there's like stereotypes in that the man goes out and earns the money and like provides for his family and protects his family. But Definitely. like in 2021, we're trying to break that so that women are equal as well. So I think that that's a good step forward towards men being able to open up more.
1: I have seen a lot of cases as well, like, of men who lose their jobs who have gone on to commit suicide because of that, which I think just does back up that idea of they need to provide from their job. So if they don't have that job, then it'll probably increase their mental health problems.
2: Exactly. And it also could have the opposite effect where, say, if you look at your dad, for example, or your grandparents, you're used to providing and being the alpha male. When a, a female in your life, so your partner or your wife, does start having maybe having a better job or paying for things, that could also affect you. Does that okay. make sense? Yeah, I
1: never thought about that. To be fair, yeah.
2: Like, trying to get used to trying to get used to with switching society, some men uh, will be affected by that potentially.
0: I think that it can be hard for men sometimes to recognize the signs of deteriorating mental
1: health. Men aren't like as used to. I think they don't really want to know, do they? Like, I know a lot of men who, if you talk about it, they'll be like, yeah, it doesn't exist. Like, so they probably struggle to recognize it themselves if they were feeling depressed, for example.
2: Yeah, definitely. Um, One thing I want to talk about is how men and women react differently to poor mental health. Say, with depression. For example, a lot of people think depression is being sad, being naughty, being mopey, which men don't tend to be, as a general rule, where men tend to be, if they are depressed or they are suffering from their mental health, they do get angry or frustrated. So when they think they're angry and frustrated, they might not relate to having a mental health issue. They might just think, oh, they're tired or they're something's affected him where the thing that's affected him might not normally affect them, and that makes sense?
0: Yeah, it's hard, isn't it because everyone shows things differently, and I think with society and the way that it views mental health as like a one size fits all, so depression is the same for everyone or anxiety is the same for everyone. I don't think there's enough understanding that it's in it's an individual thing, it's not a one size fits all.
2: No, definitely isn't. Everyone is affected by different things and everyone reacts differently to how they are affected by.
1: So I also think men and their friends can have a massive impact on whether they speak out or not because lads all put on this massive front. I've spoken to some males before who have friends that are suffering and they didn't even have a clue. Like They said they would never have known. So I yeah. think that's another thing.
2: Yeah, I agree, but I think that comes down to towards the banter era we're in now a bit. I think like, if you say something on a group chat, for example, because men have group chats as, as much as women do, but I think if you say something like, oh, lads, I'm not feeling too good today, or this is X, Y, and Z happened, you're worried about ridicule and you're worried about what people will say and you're worried about how much banter you get from it.
1: No, Where, I do agree.
2: In fact, you probably won't get any banter. Um, I know myself in my group chats, I've gone on, and it, it took me a long time to to do it and pick up the courage, but I've gone on and said, you know what, lads? I feel a shit today. I woke up on the wrong side of the bed. Um, I, just don't want to, I just don't want to do anything today. And the amount of response I got, a positive response from it, oh, what's going on, mate? We're, we're here for you. Can we help you in any way? And I think, if you are a man and you're struggling and you do open up to one of your friends you will be very surprised by their reaction
0: it's like we're in this situation where like people are becoming more and more aware about men's mental health But then you're almost at like a bit of a gray area aren't you where it's like people don't fully understand it so you might be scared to talk because you think you you think your mates will say something or like take the mic and all the rest of it but then people do understand so i think it's just like we've got a little bit more to go yet
2: Yeah, definitely. There's a a lot of campaigns saying uh, men should talk and uh, men should open up. But I don't think it's got to the average man now. It's on social media a lot. It's on in schools and universities. But I think when you look at your dads or potentially uncles or your brothers, you might not be on social media. They haven't got that awareness as such, I don't think.
0: Yeah, it's like the highest risk category for men is between 40 and 49, isn't it? So right now, they're the kind of people that aren't going to be on social media so much. Exactly. So the campaigns aren't really speaking to the men that probably need it the most.
2: No, they no, are. No, definitely not. And something which I, um, I'm i quite passionate about, really, is if you, you see a lot of mental health quotes on Instagram and on Facebook and other social media. And, but they're all a bit girly, don't you think? Yeah, no, I
1: see. Yeah, I do see where you're
2: coming from. you think it's all, like, pretty pink yeah. flowers around, and where, if I think, if a man sees that, he, he probably would just scan past it and not think twice about it. If they read it, they might think, you know what, I, I can relate to that, that's me. But I think, I'm not saying you should draw footballs and cars and... Just make it more like, visually
1: appealing
2: to man. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I, I think so. And, and that's something which I do try. One thing I do try to push on my Instagram page is positive mental health. So mm-hmm. if, I see, if I see something which I can relate to, or I know my friends can relate to, I will push it, but I will copy a quote, for example, and put it on a neut- neutral background or something like that, which in the hope that a man does see it and think you know what yeah and that does relate to me and I can react to that so if it says please talk to your friends you might talk to the friends.
1: Yeah I think that is the first step just talking to someone because it can help massively get it off your chest. Definitely. And if you don't want to speak to your friends and you can speak to these organisations that are put together to help you.
2: 100% I know people who have spoken to this to crisis actually and it helped them a lot, and week after talking to them, they text me and they said to me, "You know what, Dan, I feel crap. Can you can kind of talk to you?" And of course, I'm a normal bloke and normal bloke and normal people will respond and will talk to you.
1: Yeah, I think that's the thing. Like, if you're speaking to someone who you don't know, you feel like they're not going to judge you as much, especially if it's not like face to face and they can't see. You.
2: Yeah, exactly, yeah. exactly. I think men are very scared of judgment and very scared of telling someone the secrets because that's what it is, really. If you are struggling with mental health, it's a secret you're keeping and um, you don't want people to know about it.
0: I think that that can drive mental like, unhealthy coping mechanisms sometimes. So I was reading an article the other day and it was about masking, which is where men, specifically the study was about, turn to alcohol or drugs to like mask depression so it turns into an alcohol dependency when originally they were probably suffering with depression so it does link into that like they the fear the judgement so they don't reach out for help and they do turn to unhealthy coping mechanisms yeah
2: I, I agree with that I, I read a study a couple of weeks ago actually that said um, nearly 2 million men in the UK have started to use illegal drugs because of stress or um, a mental illness or such, but it mainly focused on stress. But it did, in brackets, say and other mental illnesses, which too many men. It's quite. It's a lot of people. That's a lot yeah. of people who start using drugs because of to mask the feeling or to hide. when you're thinking?
0: It can show itself in other ways, though, can't it? Like we've spoke previously about gambling mm-hmm. as something which people get involved in.
2: Yeah, gamb- Gambling is a bit like. Um, Drugs and alcohol is an unhelpful coping mechanism because all it does is it gives you a buzz if you win for a couple of minutes and if you, all of a sudden, instead of feeling down or sad, you start feeling, oh, I, I've won, I'm happy or I'm drunk or uh, whatever drugs make you feel um, you're happy for a short period of time. But it's, it, it just masks it and it doesn't help you to cope with it. And what it does yeah. as well, it has a really a full circle effect, because sooner or later you're going to be hungover, or you're going to come down, or you're going to lose a bet, you can get angry again. Because you're angry again, what do you do? You start yeah, exactly. talking, you start taking drugs, you start drinking, you start gambling more, and then it's just a vicious circle, which, once you're in it, it's really hard to get out of it, like, really difficult.
0: I think that you feel worse after as well, like, if you bet away your winnings, or you are on a comedown, down or you've like, hung over, you feel worse than yourself. So you feel worse than when you started. Yeah, you've got
1: like that on top of your original problems
2: that you had. Yeah, definitely. And then, like I say, if you get yourself in foot from it as well, that's another problem to deal with, causes you stress and anxiety. Oh, I, spent my, I spent all my money now. It was only a week after payday. The, especially in lockdown, uh, another coping mechanism what men tend to do was go, go to a gym. But now the gym has been taken away from them. Gyms are quite a helpful coping mechanism, and that's gone now. I think if you see somebody you know start gambling more or start maybe drinking in the house when they don't normally drink in the house, I think that probably is a bit of a warning sign, and it's just a sign to say, are you okay? What's going on? Why are you doing this? And then it might be, they might not respond to you. They might say, yeah, I'm fine, I'm absolutely fine, but at least they know of someone cares, which I think is very key.
1: Yeah, what I've noticed as well is that like, seeing in people, if they are feeling depressed, for example, they will work so much more than they would normally as a way to like distract themselves, which I think in the end can just burn themselves out even more. So I think workplaces as well should maybe look out for it a lot more than they do. I'm
2: going to talk about the Facebook group called Men Unite.
1: Oh, yeah.
2: Um, they have just agreed a deal to go and, on their building sites with one of them. Biggest contractors in the country. What they're going to do is to get uh, a representative from Men Unite to come in uh, and just speak to lads on site and just say, Luke, if you're struggling, you aren't alone. There are people you can speak to and hopefully it will stop um, men suffering.
1: Yeah, exactly. Like, I think just having someone there who's been through it and is like helping other people just shows them that they're not alone and they can get through it and they'll come out the opposite
2: side yeah i mean look at the, num- the numbers you stated at the beginning showing that you aren't alone and the numbers you said are just just suicidal people who are suicide um, yeah and not people who are suffering and if you think something like only two percent of people who are suffering actually go on to attempt suicide and then only 50 percent of that two percent actually complete suicide show the actual numbers of people who are suffering massive a study i read said a um, percent of all men speak about it so 80 percent of men don't speak about it so that's
1: what i was going to say like statistics you've got to think that they're only the people that have actually reported it like there's going to be thousands upon thousands of people who haven't spoke about it you aren't even included in them statistics
2: exactly exactly and i think if you could spot the signs of increased gambling increased drinking increased working if you can spot no signs and you question are you okay, I think that's going to nip a lot of it in the bud and we'll go on to help a lot of men.
1: You always say as well, don't you? Like, ask twice, like never just ask the one
2: time. Yeah, and no, that's something which, uh, funny, thing, you know, because um, we watched a uh, documentary in midweek with Roman Kemp and he said he's going to start using that. And I think it's very good. It's something you should always use. And... As somebody who's suffered, suffered from mental health, when my mates have asked me twice, are you okay? I've got somebody who texts me every single day, are you okay today? I know they care. So just to have that text message, are you okay? And you reply back saying, yes, I'm fine. And end of another one, are you sure? It gives you a bit of... A self-reflection. Bit of... Yes, self-reflection is a good way to use, yes, definitely.
0: I think that, like, asking... Are you okay? It's just like a general chit-chat thing, isn't it? But if someone does ask you twice, they're actually asking me, am I okay? This isn't just small talk.
2: Yes, yeah, exactly. And you know what? Like, if you are somebody suffering from mental health, you you probably say yes 40 or 50 times before you have to say no.
0: Yeah.
2: by asking twice, it cuts down the conversation from 50 conversations down to 25 conversations, which is massive.
0: If someone is suffering with the mental health or you're worried that someone's suffering with the mental health what kind of things would you say might actually help someone in that situation
2: there's no difference between men's mental health and women's mental health in terms of how it affects you the only difference is women tend to talk about it more than men do so in terms of what you can do to improve your mental health and what you can do to good mental health it's just the same things that um, you spoke about in your previous podcast have a good mindset, have good structure in your life. And something which I do a lot, and it, again, this is a bit, it changes men's approach. I've got, a, I've got a diary and I write down my thoughts in the morning and my thoughts at night. And if you, if you go back to any any kind of American school drama or film, diaries or what, girls writing, if you associate with diary, you associate with a, a woman.
0: And yeah,
2: you never see a diary of a bloke, do you? Or no, like, I haven't. So that's something else where you probably feel silly for writing a diary. Like, that stigma again around men's mental health is You can't write a diary. It's it's not it's not recommended right to write a diary or to use a diary. But I think it's really, I think it's really good.
0: Yeah, like self-reflection again, isn't it? So just seeing how you actually feel. I said this before, like, once I started journaling, I think that you do understand more how you feel on each day.
2: Yeah, definitely. The thing with mental health and um, how how I see mental health is it's your thoughts in your head. The reason it it affects you is because your thoughts aren't out in the open. And that's why by talking about it, it's really important. So they're no longer your thoughts, then. If you talk to someone, the thoughts become somebody else's thoughts. So, but if you don't feel comfortable and talk to someone, writing in a diary because you're still doing the same job, you're still yeah. l- letting the thoughts out of your mind into the open, into a real world. And it's no longer going to sit there and bug you. Yeah, so true. So-
1: Is there any way that you think you could approach it? Because I know a lot of people our age, but if I said to, like, one of the males I know, like, are you okay? They'd be like, yeah, I'm fine. And then you'd be like, are you actually okay? And you still say, yeah, I'm fine. Like, I don't think they would open up still do you. No.
0: What I would say to that is, like, it's important that men help other men. Like, I know, yeah. So say, like, you were saying before, you said to the people in your group chat, like, oh, no, I'm not okay today. I think that it takes, like, one person in the group to do that and then, like just be brave and say it and then it creates like a safe space for everyone else to say it so I think that until men start talking to other men it might be difficult for a woman yes, to get in yeah, yeah.
2: I, I, I 100% agree with all of that um it's difficult and I suppose from your point of views uh, is the men in your life or even if a lad's like to listen to this is just start a ball rolling by telling your friends that you're there for them, telling your loved ones in your life, Luke, you aren't alone, it, We, we are, people are here for you. And I think that just started to rolling and it might take four or five or six messages of that nature before someone does open up. But I think knowing that your mate's all there for you is absolutely key.
0: Yeah. It's even just like having normal conversations, even if they aren't opening up to you, like just regularly speaking to them even mm-hmm. if it's not about how they feel so that they don't feel like they are alone and to yeah
2: exactly yeah the key thing is like um, uh, let's give an, an example of something which affects every single bloke in the country and I do care who you are this is going to affect you sometimes you do get pissed off by loved ones in your life you do and whatever you do like um, you can get pissed off with them say my mate Dave his message is pissing him off, but he doesn't tell anyone about it. He thinks, Oh, God, I'm on my own, my, my own life's crap. And it, it actually isn't crap, it's just because he's, something's happened, something small and tiny has happened, but it's become because he hasn't spoken about it, it's become a big thing. But if someone in the, in the group chat says, I said it previously, or my message is pissing me off, he thinks he's then going to think that he's okay, and what he's feeling isn't. A one-off, he's not on his own. It's a normal thing to feel. You know what I mean? I I think just little things in your life, because you you don't speak about your problems, you don't speak about your worries or your fears or your angers, it builds up more because you think you're alone in thinking
0: that.
1: If I was a boy and I messaged my friend like, oh, my girlfriend's really annoying me, like, that just plants the seed, then, And then if you carry on talking about it, you can be like, oh, yeah, well, I've been feeling really down lately. Like, you can just get that ball rolling rather than just going in there saying, I feel like absolute crap today.
2: Exactly. And if you do start a conversation with something small like that, you uh, might not be your girlfriend. I know you knew you might be, uh, I put the wrong shoes on to work this morning. Whatever it is, but to know you, yeah. tell someone about it because I can guarantee you, if someone in a group chat or someone in a conversation you're with, whether it's a one-on-one or in a group chat, whatever it is, will say, Oh yeah, and that's happened to me before. So instantly, you don't feel alone. You feel yeah. You feel a part of something, and then you start conversation. And go, oh, and you know what? I put my wrong shoes on, and then the told them dog muck. then my car wouldn't start. I'm just having a bad day today. And then the conversation would be, "Is it that bad, really?" You, f- you fix the car, you cleaned your muck off, let's start again and let's have a positive day. But if you don't speak about it, that's going to annoy you and bug you all day. Instead of keeping that thing bottled up what's annoying you, what's frustrating you, or what's on your mind, mm. by releasing something to the open and speaking to someone about it, it's going to make your day a
0: lot better. Yeah. Yeah, I think that the key message that we're trying to put across is if you are worrying about someone, that you think is suffering or even just everyone in your life just make sure that you check in on them if you are suffering yourself just try and get that conversation started like we said with something small you can just put something small out there and then try and get people to understand how you feel a bit more and then obviously a the problem shared is a problem halved yeah definitely
2: it? just like simple questions like what's going on today or i know this sounds really stupid but <laughs> i have to ask somebody how are you feeling today? Not are you okay? How are you feeling? Changing your word, mm. it's the same question, but it opens up your mind to shit, I do answer this. I can't just answer Yeah, so rather than a yes or no, you're
1: actually giving an emotion. Yeah,
2: exactly. You can't just answer okay here. Kind of, I need to answer something. So people don't like lying. Um, okay is really a lie. Okay is, yeah, I'm okay. Where saying I'm happy when you aren't happy is a lie and people won't do it. People will be, people will, Be honest, and not everyone will. But I think once you, like you said, conversations have started previously, um, you you are more likely to say, "Yeah, I'm not feeling too good today," and probably probably little things. But that's a that's a a difference with I think with men, they've let little things build up over weeks, months, years. They build up for so long; it normally leads to suicide. That's something else with um, men, like they won't go to doctors. It's just oh, I'll be okay. I'm strong. I'm a man. Oh, I've had this before. I'll be sound. But I, I, another study I read is most men who've gone to the hospital with bowel issues or increased heart rate or breathing difficulties, I found nothing physically wrong with them. But three, four months down the line, or twelve months down the line, they've actually. Either attempted suicide or completed suicide, and the conclusion of the study, however you want to look at it, it could say, well, the increased heart rate, the um, bowel issues, breathing difficulties were actually a mental health. but the body saying you've got mental health illness? Check it out. But obviously they didn't see they didn't see the warning signs. They saw it as a physical rather than a mental problem. Yeah,
0: I think that's important because I think a lot of people forget that your body will show physical signs as well that you are suffering in some way. Like, mental illnesses can turn into physical illnesses. Oh, easily. Mm.
2: Easily. So, I think it's like, listen to your body. If your partner or your dad or your brother normally has a big appetite and suddenly goes low, or vice versa,
1: Mm.
2: ask a question, why?
1: I know it sounds weird, but, like, comparing an asthma attack to a panic attack, I think they're very similar things. As well. Yeah, definitely, yeah, yeah. Like, I
2: can't tell the difference between them too. No, no. I think the, the only difference is, uh, I would say, is when having a panic attack, you know you're panicking unnecessarily.
1: Yeah, that's what I mean, though. Like, if you're stressed and you've got asthma, yeah, how do you
0: know? I'm well, exactly, yeah. You don't do... like, I could
1: just say, yeah, I'm just
0: stressed and I've got asthma an yeah. yeah. This is a bit more off-topic, but I think for men and lads as well, I think they don't see like anxiety the same way as females do. I know people that probably have suffered with anxiety and don't even know about it.
2: Yeah, you're probably right. I mean I think men they see anxiety as a positive thing
0: like they're nervous or something so it means something yeah
2: exactly yeah so um, say a job interview for example let's look at a job interview, something which everyone has to go through. if you're worried about if you worry about a worst case scenario. It means you can react to it or you've prepared for it. Where I think females worry about everything and then show the worry.
1: Men as well who haven't got um they're not very educated about mental health, like I would look into it because a lot of symptoms would go unnoticed if you're not aware of them. Like it's difficult for someone who doesn't understand anxiety, for example, to recognise that I'm worrying a lot more than the average person who doesn't suffer with anxiety is worrying about things. Yeah,
2: it makes perfect sense. And until I did my training in in mental health, I didn't realise myself, actually, what my feelings were. I just thought it was an everyday feeling. But in fact, I realised it was a mental health illness and illness is probably used too frequently it's just strange this is how I see it is if you eat your leg if you break your leg you go to a doctor's you go get help that's a physical illness but if your head's telling you you don't feel right or your head's telling you today's not a good day you do nothing about it but why don't you do anything about it what's the difference between a physical illness and a mental illness there's none and there shouldn't be and I think again it's the thing where I'll be okay I'll be okay and you, you might be if you don't open up you're never going to know if you can improve your mental health and I know for me I must have spoken to in the last 12 months bearing in mind we've been, we've been in lockdown in work alone in my role I've spoken to double figures, males of mm-hmm. who are suffering and that's people who have opened up not people who haven't opened up and yeah. so it's it's a big thing. It's the thing which we need to be more aware of and the thing which we need to look out for.
1: Regarding work, do you think the workplaces should consider mental health as like as bad as physical? Because if you rang work and said, I break my leg, I need the day off, or you rang work saying, I feel <laughs> like crap today, you're not going to be very happy. No, no. If uh, don't.
2: And yeah, it should be treated as the same thing. But the, yeah, the only issue is it could be open for it's, it's, it's open for interpretation purely because of a lack of education. We aren't educated and need for workforces, uh, which is changing. I know Mind charity are doing a lot of work in workplaces to train and to educate about mental health, uh, warning signs.
1: I think it should be because a lot of people would fear actually ringing the workplace and saying, "Look, like I'm really depressed. I could do with a few days off work because." They're not educated enough to be like yeah that's absolutely fine whereas if you break your leg and you're
2: like i can't commit for it yeah exactly like, i mean with physical illnesses you can prove it can't you look at my leg it's broken yeah. look mm. at my arm i've got swelling on it Wherever it might be where you to you can't see it so i think it's really careful to judge people now as well
1: the workplace should concentrate more on the people suffering than the fact they could be lying does that make
2: yeah. sense yeah no it does yeah and, and that's point of view like uh, you, you shouldn't judge somebody I'm saying they're lying on the aren't being
0: truthful do you think as well like so for example we we're talking about men don't go to the doctors and get help and seek help it's wrong but that's even more of a reason why a male should go out and try and seek help because if you are in a workplace where they don't take mental health very seriously if you've got someone there to say <laughs> This person is genuinely
2: struggling, it legitimizes having that time yeah, off. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I agree with that 100%. If you're struggling with your mental health, having had two or three days off just to yourself, just to recuperate and just to reevaluate and refresh can do you wonders of good. It's one of them things where it inter-soci- helps society changes, it helps society realises their role in mental health. We're going to be struggling for a long time, I think. But you, for you to do what you're doing, is a massive step to helping people. So, if you help one person to change their way of uh, thinking, you've done a good job. And so, I think, well done, and you should be proud of yourselves. Thank
0: you. I think that that is a nice place to end our little discussion. Yeah, so just to try and speak to someone. Yeah, try and take the time to work on yourself, implement your routine. And again, just to reiterate, um, you can call the Samaritans on 116123. That's free. It's 24 hours. Or you can text SHOUT to 85258. And that is a team called Crisis. And thank you so much for coming on, Nadal. No
2: problem. Thank you for having me. That is the take. That is the take. That's the
0: take thats the tea